Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. Entries checking off now. He's got White in the back in the backfield with him. Play clock at four. And snap back. Van Tree steps, throws, pass, caught, touchdown. Little slant pass, found Jones. He's in there and back in front of the Eagles. My goodness. Welcome back. Severe reaction on 1620 Zone. Kansas is 2-0 on the season. Uh, Lance Leipold, one of the best men I know. I congratulate him. 2-0. It's not. Is that me playing that? I'm sorry. Am I, is that me? My thing's open. I apologize. Um, one of the best dudes I know, uh, great football coach. I've always, always hoped he could make it back to Nebraska in some way to coach um, because I'm just a big fan of his. Um, Kansas State, doing it ugly, but winning games. Um, Tennessee, right? Dead, buried, dead. Coach after coach after coach after coach. Lane Kiffin leaving after a year. Look, you know? Hell, Kentucky. Who thought Kentucky, the basketball school, could ever move to the point where all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're a pretty good football program. They did it. You know what they did? They went out and got the coach. They stuck with him, and he made it work. He recruited his ass off, and he made it work. It's not, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. And just because Scott Frost hasn't gotten it done doesn't mean that there aren't many other people out there that can get it done. That's 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 the bottom line of this whole thing. Let's go to Jason. Go ahead, Jason. What's happening, man? Hey, thanks, Michael. Um, listening to the show all the time. Love the show. Um, yeah, I um, <laughs> as anything more than um, when Scott Ross was hired, I thought that uh, you know it was a great hire. I thought he would be able to turn it around. He, I thought he understood culture and how Nebraska was supposed to be built. Um, I thought that maybe he could, you know, build depth and develop players and all that and know how to manage a roster and, and personnel. And uh, and so I was pretty optimistic about this year, you know, thinking that, you know, we could, you know, we had a management, manageable schedule, um, even though I really thought he probably should have been canned last year, but um, but I was still optimistic. So, and then fast forward to, you know, to these first three games, it's like, um it's hard to, I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm, I still hope that we can win, but I'm really reserved because it's like the way the first three games have gone, our defense has been god-awful. We can't stop a single person. And our offense, yeah, has looked good, but we haven't played a significant – we haven't played a very good defense at all yet. And you can't tell me – well, you can have a common sense and say that next week and then for the rest of the season that offense is going to stay on pace to score that many points every single game and then if our defense doesn't improve at all it it's going to be we're going to be running out we're going to be getting run out of the stadium because we can't stop anybody and that's just assuming if we can't improve 
vastly a little bit. And, you know, they said that, oh, they worked on tackling and hard hitting in practice last week. Well, that obviously didn't work <laughs> or hasn't improved at all. And then, you know, the schemes and everything, it's like, you know, people are missing their gaps. They're picking bag angles and stuff like that. And, you know, I was never a big fan of Shenander as a, D, as a DC anyway. I mean, I know they played well last year, but they had a lot of super seniors and, and uh, veterans. And, uh, but they still gave up about, I don't know, 20 some odd points. Maybe it was probably under that last year. And so I was never really sold on Shander, but, um, but then this year, you know, I knew our defense might take a step back a little bit, but boy, I didn't expect this much output given up, you know, 500 to Northwestern and now 600 to Georgia Southern. I mean, goodness, goodness gracious. What do you think Oklahoma's going to do coming in next week and, and down the road? Cause all these other teams I've watched, Illinois and Indiana and Purdue, they have reasonably good defenses. And yeah. our offense is, is not going to just run up and down the field, you know, scoring points and, and all that kind of stuff. So I just don't think our offense can keep pace with what the, the defense has given up. And it's just going to come to a point where, you know, we're going to lose. And it's just you're, you're going to keep up. And so now it's like, I, I know the writing's on the wall. Frost is going to get canned. It's just a matter of when. Um, I know Trev Alberts will make the right decision. Um, I wish he would have made it a year sooner, but he didn't. Um, I know he was trying to maybe give some leeway a little bit for Frost, and that's probably why he pulled pull back the the, um, the reducing money that he made and then the, the buyout as well. Um, but my thing is, is if um, Alberts, Makes a decision to get rid of him now before the bu- before the buyout drops. Yeah, is that a bad look on Trev? And then, no. If he does do that, what was the influencing factors? Probably maybe boosters or, um, and whatnot. But I think the the, the coach that comes in here next needs to be someone who really builds the O line and D line first because we're getting whipped up on both lines. Yeah, no doubt about and that. And he needs to find someone who can build a program, develop them and be able to uh, uh, recruit well, too, and bring in good coordinators. Yeah. Jason, we appreciate it. I will say that the offensive line didn't play horrible yesterday. Um, just a little bit, you know, you try to focus on the offensive line during a game as much as you can. It's a lot easier when you go back and watch a game a second time. But there, there were moments where they actually were doing some pretty good things. Um, they lost Teddy Prohaska, of course, in the game. Um, I don't know if Ben Hart got banged up, but he, he started struggling on the other side. Um, they, you know, the Toski was in for a while. Uh, they, they tried a bunch of different things. The offensive line wasn't horrible yesterday. Um, again, I, I look at the defensive line and they got some hurries yesterday, but no sacks, which is not a shock. Um, a two, one tackle for loss, one stuff play out of an entire game, 86 some plays offensively that they ran. Um, and you had one tackle for loss and one play that you stopped them for zero. That's, that's gotta be a record. That's incredible. That's a, that's a defense that has no chance now or maybe for the rest of the season. They just don't have any chance right now. And this is what Mark Whipple's offenses have always done. This is why I was excited about him being here. They will always score points. If you can pair them up with a defense like last year at Pitt where you have a pretty good offensive, a defensive front and you can get some pressure and get the ball back to him a lot of times, he's going to win some games. But but you go back and look at him at UMass. They played lots of these high-scoring close games and lost a lot of them. Yes, his offense is going to move the ball. It is. If the defense can't stop anybody, I don't know how you expect to beat these teams who all they talk about all year long 
Most of these teams, Iowa, Wisconsin, even Minnesota, Michigan, is how do we get better on defense? That's what they talk about constantly. And they're going to be good on defense. Let's go to Dave. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Michael, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Enjoy you over the years and in Papillion now. Hey, thanks. Anyway, man. my question is, 60-plus-year Husker fan, uh, it's frustrating for me to watch the secondary. And I know these kids are great athletes and they try hard. Why do they have so much trouble covering people? And when they have schemes against them, that the defensive coordinators don't see it right away. Is it that hard to see from the vantage point on the field, or what's the deal with that? It just seems like, well, last night's game was an example. They could have made any down and distance with a pass that they wanted to. It just seemed like, I don't know, Nebraska's defensive players. And then when they do have an opportunity to intercept the ball, they never catch it. Yeah, well, they, they got the two yesterday, which that means they won the turnover battle. They were two, and they didn't give the ball up, which never happens, and still scored you know, 42 points and still lost the game. It's, I, I don't know what the answer is, Dave. Do I can tell you this. They did change some stuff in the second half in terms of bringing the corners up a little bit tighter just from watching up in the booth, but that's about all I saw. Yeah, and uh, I was fortunate enough to talk to Trev Alvarez earlier this summer uh-huh. for about five to ten minutes, and he basically said if they don't win, somebody's getting fired. So I think it's a done deal. Well, I, I agree with you, Dave, and that's, you know, talking to Trev before the season, just, you know, we were talking about the trip over to Ireland and how Northwestern was handling it, and they were going to go over a little bit later and stay an extra day, and they were treating it kind of as a as a, as a trip, you know, as a, as a vacation a little bit, and he goes, that's not how we're treating it. This is this is business. This is big time, and I go, I know. It has to be because he knew the wins had to come in order to be able to make this work. Um, go back and look at Mark Whipple's offenses at UMass the second time there and look how good they were. They still lost a ton of games, and that's not his fault here because that's Chenander's job. But, yes, he can put up points, and his offense can score a bunch of points. Doesn't mean they're going to win games. Let's go to Rosie real quick before we uh, take a – damn it. Call back, Rosie. I'm sorry. I apologize. Real quick, we'll go to Kelly. Damn, I'm sorry. So let's go to Kelly. Go ahead, Kelly. Hey, Michael. First of all, I just want to welcome you back, man. It's great to hear you on the air again. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say it amazes me to anybody who watched that football game last night to call in and say, hey, we can go 8-4 still. What were they watching? And then second of all, it's, it's, I mean, it's obviously this isn't going to work, but if you go on any message board or you call any radio show or you have any negative thing to say about the team whatsoever, you're not a fan. And that drives me crazy. How can you not be a fan and see that the product that they're putting on the field is horrible? And, you know, I'm yeah. sure it was the best week of practice ever, though. Yeah. Hey, Kelly, Kelly look, think about this, right? Like, I, I cook for my family every day, sometimes three times a day, right? Occasionally, a meal won't be great, and they'll criticize it. It doesn't mean they don't love me. I made a bad meal, you know? Exactly. He exactly. Made, he's making bad meals. That's what's happening. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah. And like you said, that's what frustrates me the most. I was even last night. I tried to stay out of social media just for that point because you go in there, and all these people just want to say, oh, look at all these fair-weather fans. No, like you said, we've got a real bad meal out there right now. Exactly. I just want to have some filet every once in a while. <laughs> and that's the other thing that makes me a little upset. Like, everybody's like, we're not going to win national championships right away. you got to give them time. I just want to go to a bowl game. Yeah. Is it too much to ask to beat Illinois or, North- or Northwestern? That's- right. Right. Yep. Everybody's got a winning streak against Nebraska. That's what it feels like. Real quick, Rosie, because I hung up on her. I'll pause. Go ahead, Rosie. Hi. First, 
First of all, um, love your show. I'm sorry for hanging up on you, by the way. I apologize. No worries. No worries. Thanks for bringing me back on. Uh, I just want to address a couple things um, that haven't really been addressed on the show yet today. One is, okay, one of the callers talked about the fans and how they need to hang in there and stay supportive. Well, we're paying our coach an exorbitant amount of money to win some ball games, and he obviously has shown that he cannot do that. Yeah. I went to Nebraska. I live in Nebraska, and I am very supportive of the Huskers, but we expect some wins. Now, having said that, the coach and coaching staff should have the mindset that we want to win games not only for our players but for Nebraska and all of the donors and everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I heard Scott Frost say that, you know what, I'm not listening to what the fans say. I haven't listened to that, all the negativity for a long time, and I need to put that into the heads of the players and the other coaching staff. Well, I'm sorry. You should be listening to that, and you should be wanting to win the games for all of those people, for yourself, for everyone. And that made me sad when I heard that come out of his mouth. And the other side, as far as when and if he's going to be terminated, yes, he will be. But it's like, why would you give him more money? Do it now, like immediately, and give him more money for um, bringing this Nebraska Husker team and what it stands for down to a level that I'm not sure it's ever been at before. Do I feel like he needs to go? Absolutely. But do it in the right time frame. And I love the Huskers. I still wear red and love you guys, love what you do. I love how you let me and other people say what's on our minds. And just thank you. No problem, Rosie. I thank you. Have a great have a great rest of the uh, the weekend. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little about what she was uh, some of the things she was getting into and more of how we got here, how we got to this point here where Nebraska falls to Georgia Southern, forty five to forty two in Memorial Stadium. Um, we'll do that. When we come back here on Severe Reaction. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by thirty percent in twenty twenty three. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.